Hey guys, welcome back. And in this podcast, I am going to attempt to go back in time and recall and capture my experiences. Now, not just with Salvia Divinorum, but things beforehand, other plants, drugs that I think relate. You know, obviously, you want to know someone's full background. Um, you know, when, when it comes to recreational, psychedelic drugs. And I'm going <laughs> to spend some time now in recalling all this. Where I can say I started with all this um, was, uh, as of course, uh, being in the United States in high school. And for me, I'm going to estimate that was about somewhere in, in the year 1993 to 1994. In that span in high school, that's when I got introduced to cannabis and um, and all the joys of that. It was actually uh, a girlfriend of mine at the time who got me into that, who um, introduced me to that world and to her friends, and it was great. It was really great. Another thing that was going on at the time it was that I was a developing guitar player and um, uh, getting into a, a rock metal band and having that, uh, seeking out friends, like-minded friends, looking looking to, to jam with people and to play and to, you know, have that kind of fun. And that was all mixed in with the with the pot and, and all, and, and then some. <laughs> uh, but yeah, in that, in that span, 90, 1993, 1994 is when it first started. I first took my first hook of cannabis and, oh, uh, geez, in total, hundreds and hundreds of experiences with cannabis through the years um uh, probably i would if i want to recall the last time i t- i had cannabis was in the year i want to estimate around 2000 2008 uh, i'll estimate it around there uh, and it was just it was just a, a one, one uh, maybe i did it twice it was a just a rare opportunity to get some and just for the heck of it but very heavy from 1993, 94, 95, 96, 97. I say those were my heavy years with cannabis. And at the time, no salvia. It wasn't on my radar at the time. Um, otherwise, there were there were some. I did I did end up getting into a rock band, and uh, I was a, the rhythm guitar player writing some of the music, and I'll estimate in the year 1995-96 is when I got very serious with the band, and uh, it was actually my second band, there was one in high school that was more more for fun, but the, the second band was more serious, we were trying to actually um, get a record deal, I subsequently uh, left the band in 96, I think, to pursue my college uh, program, and uh, no regrets with that, I'm actually glad I did that. Uh, during the phase of the second band, um, that's when I started, uh, had the opportunity to experiment with other, uh, drugs, um, the, probably the one that, uh, got me a little nervous and anxious, and, but I said, what the heck, uh, of course there was always alcohol, and, um, Jack Daniels was a, was a favorite of mine at the time, but, um, you know, having the drinks with the band and, and for other occasions while we were practicing and all that, but, uh, the, um, uh, um, I think they called it Black Tar Opium. I think it was. It was uh, the singer of the band at the time was uh, 
at his house. I think he was renting a house. He had um, like a gas mask bong that kind of looked like an elephant's trunk was the tube that went to a bong. It was a gas mask. It was pretty scary looking. But um, yeah, uh, I believe it was called Black Tar Opium. And what I remember from that was just a lot of rosy pink colors. Very relaxed, almost kind of like in a dreamlike state. Very nice with, with, of course, Jack Daniels. And, you know, that was... Uh, maybe maybe pot I, it was at that point pot was so universal it was kind of everywhere when we when we got together uh that's about it I, I really um honestly never tried anything else never tried uh, had the opportunity to try cocaine never i was i was terrified of the addiction I had heard stories, and that's something. That's that's what scared me about the black tar opium. Uh, I, I, I just didn't hear anything about it. I didn't hear any complaints about it about it being addicted, but I did hear it was an opiate. So uh, that got me concerned. Uh, but it was a one one and done deal at, at a party, and that was it. Uh, otherwise, uh, just potting that one experience with opium and, and you know alcohol, beer, and uh, liquor. Uh, that's it. That was it. Um, you know, just to be fully open, I think some of the, I suspect some of the pot that we had, some of the uh, cannabis that we had, so I'll refer to as cannabis, some of the cannabis we had smoked had probably been laced with other, you know, we heard something called white willow. Um, uh, not 100% sure, but I suspect it might have been laced with uh, with cocaine or something like that, or who knows, even, even crack, but <laughs> I'm not sure. But I do remember that being a bit different than your run-of-the-mill cannabis that we got at that, you know, that time period. Again, this was 1995-96 when it started getting a little more heavier. uh, But nothing else at that time. Uh, Didn't have the availability to get anything else. I think I had heard of a friend who had LSD. I wasn't too interested in LSD. I wasn't too crazy about psychedelics generally at that point. I I was kind of into the... I was into pot. That was that was a fun thing, at the time. So started getting into college, and in my very early college years, I uh, still hung hung on to the hung on to cannabis, and you know made some some new friends in college, and made you know got my my access to cannabis there, and it wasn't that heavy. Uh, I was getting pretty serious as a student, so I was uh, was realizing that that was kind of getting in the way of get, being productive. Uh, was working odd jobs to get some extra cash, and you know, was working living off student loans, and you know, at the time also living living at home in my very with, with my parents at my very beginning of my college years. Uh, so we're talking now, getting into ninety seven, nineteen ninety seven, ninety eight. Um, still no salvia uh, on the uh, horizon. Um, just kind of going through college, friends, you know, trying to figure out what kind of path I want to take with my, I was very heavy into my school years, my uh, academics, and then uh, subsequent, uh, then went on to another college to further pursue my my education, work on a bachelor's degree, uh, finish up a bachelor's degree, actually, and that was around 1998, 99, uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> always was able to find people who had access to cannabis and cannabis was also around in that period uh, not heavy 
not crazy amounts, you know, we were also still, you know, we, the fear of getting, you know, caught and in trouble was always there, but, you know, it was, it was in, in college campus, as many of us know, it's pretty, it's not that enforced, you know, unless you're, as, as long as you're smart about it. Um, it was, and I was also, you know, still into the music, and then again, I left the band in 1996, and pursued college and you know I still had a passion for that you know heavy metal rock uh indie style metal hardcore uh sound was pursuing that and um you know one of my very early influences in, in rock and metal was Metallica a lot of people that's a gateway into rock and metal it evolved into Pantera that was uh you know Dimebag Daryl was my guitar idol uh I copied him in a lot of styles he had in the music I played. Uh, and then I discovered Slipknot, and Slipknot, and I'm a little embarrassed to say, I was kind of a kind of an early fan when they came out with their first album, second album. Uh, was listening to them a lot in the 1998-99. I was a big fan at the time. And uh, was... God, I wanted to see them live. I wanted to check them out in a concert. And then I heard there was going to be a show. Uh, the It was called Tattoo the Earth. It was uh, it was like a bunch of bands. It was kind of focused on tattoos and I guess in the, sort of a circus vibe. And uh, I'd even listened to Incubus and a bunch of other bands. And I, I was like, wow, they're doing like a, like a kind of a mini festival here. I'm like, I got to check this out. It was in my area, not too far away. Had a friend at college that was willing to go with me. Uh, just the two of us, just to kind of keep it simple, and uh, and that's when that's when I got at that show, and I think that show was, if I recall correctly, that was in the year two thousand. Um, that's when I got introduced to a specific band called Mudvayne, and, and some of you may have heard of that band. Um, they were just coming out with their, they were releasing their new record that summer of two thousand, um, which I believe is called the LD fifty. And I saw them. They were in one of these smaller stages, and I was, you know, really uh, fascinated by that and uh, by their performance. And I was like, oh, I gotta check these guys out. At the time, I was also downloading music, pirating music. You know, that's I don't do that anymore because of the uh, things have gotten more uh, controlled on that. But um, you know, I was partaking in that. And got a copy of their album and started listening to it. And their their opening track, which is called Monolith off that album, has audio recording of, of a man talking about mushrooms and uh, evolution and how it how it brought us out of a primitive monkey mind into like you know into the speech and and advanced evolution. And I was blown. I was like, who is this guy? Uh, and then their last track also has some, you know, kind of recording of his voice, but it's more of an alien form. And at the time, I was also kind of into, still am kind of into extraterrestrials and aliens. And uh, ended up being Terrence McKenna. Um, I, you know, searched online, oh, who's this guy, Terrence McKenna? And that's the year, the summer, August of 2000. <laughs> or maybe, yeah, around that time. That's when I uh, first learned about Terrence McKenna and... Yeah, uh, that was started getting some of his. Uh, he he had an online presence. He was uh, at the time, I'm sure, selling books and had, was already far along in his in his uh, career. Uh, 
but it took a band like Mudvayne in their first album to introduce, you know, bring me to that world. That that opened up a whole another exploration of of, of ideas and, and, and <laughs> which really started. And actually, uh, Terence McKenna's recordings started to really get me even more intrigued in psychedelics, and he was a huge proponent of it. Uh, DMT, which which I had never, uh, well, I, I did make one failed attempt to try to get try to make extract some DMT the, in a crystal form, but it, I'll get into that in some future podcast. So, what I was looking to do was um, I, I, how Terrence McKenna connected to Salvia Divinorum. I'm not quite hundred percent sure, but I do recall there was something in around that. You know that summer, late summer, September of two thousand, where I found some must have found some sort of website or some reference to an online store that sold Salvia Divinorum, and 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 also Salvia Divinorum was also shared. I think there was at the time some either writing or discussion from Terence McKenna on Salvia Divinorum, which talked about it as a powerful, you know, the most potent psychedelic. And uh, I, I forget if that was the. This is where I'm a little sketchy with my memory. I don't recall what, how I connected Salvi Divinorum to Terence McKenna, but there was some connection. It might have, might have been through some forums or or writing or some audio. But I eventually get that connection, and here I am. Oh, Salvi Divinorum. Oh, I can buy that on a website called IamShaman.com. I'm like, oh, so I was one of the products, and they they had a bunch of other products uh, that I you know tried also. Uh, other smoking products and, and Ebonita muscaria and you know got curious they had they sold mimosa hostelis and uh, uh, Syrian rue and a bunch of other products I'll get into another podcast uh, but I, I got their salvia divinorum um, the first product that I bought was the 5x uh, extract uh, they were at the time selling I believe it was straight leaf like normal dried salvia divinorum leaf the 5x, the 10x, and the 20x, I believe, and uh, 20x at the time I think was a little out of my price range, and I was thinking I was a little scared of that strength, and I was like, oh, let me. I think I just got some dried leaf at some point, but I think I remember my first purchase being uh, 5x because I wanted to try the extract, so I did, and I, I got it, and my I think my first memory of taking it. Uh, this is where I'm also still a little sketchy. I don't recall if it was that September, October. Uh, it was somewhere in the year 2000 to 2001. And I remember one of my first sessions with that, with Salvia Divinorum 5X, uh, which I'll get into in a, uh, into detail in a future uh, podcast. But yeah, you know, uh, amazing entry into it. Uh, felt like I had a, a ray of light shining out of my forehead almost like an awakening kind of, you know, uh, supernatural experience, uh, wacky, zany, but very fun, uh, not scary at all, actually a little tiny bit sexual, and, and you know, another theme that uh, you're going to see in, in my um, descriptions of it is there. there's always been this erotic, ex, uh, uh, sensual side to my experiences. Which will end up making some of my podcasts explicit, but we'll we'll get to that point. So yeah, um, that's where it started. It was it was somewhere in the transition from two thousand two thousand one. Um, 
I would go, I want to say the the late summer of 2000. It was probably when I first tried it. At the time, I was renting an, uh, 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 an apartment, and I was still going to college. And uh, that's when I had that opportunity to try that. It was it was uh, a great benefit of, of having your own apartment, living on your own, and having that freedom and that space and that control to have a session and not be interrupted. <sighs> that's That's been a theme of of what's allowed me to do a lot of this exploration and so that's a that's a little uh, specific on the first time i'll, I'll get into it more and in, in I'll, I'll make a separate podcast in specific uh, events and that one still stood out as a, as a pretty pronounced event trip session let me say that um between so between the years of 2000 and 2008 I'm going to comfortably say that I have had between the uh, using it as a smoked plain dried leaf 5x 10x I think I might have had 15x I'm not sure but I think I I know I have had 20x um and and uh, that's that's the highest I've gone in that between 2000 2007 um, I also tried a concentrated tincture that I am shaman would sell, and you can you can do that as a type of quid method. You can put that under your tongue and let it absorb. Uh, and then I've also chewed, not fresh leaf, but the dried leaf. I rehydrated and chewed the uh, the the dried leaf, and that actually had that did work for me. But and with all those methods, but the majority, the vast majority of the experiences were with the dried extract. I want to say 5x and I think 10x were my main experiences between 2000 and 2007. I'm, I'm not even exaggerating. It's close to 200 trips, ex experiences in that range. I, I got heavy into this plant. I was so damn curious. And those 200 sessions were from a, like a light, you can call a microdose small tiny amount to a full-blown full <laughs> bowl you know out-of-body experience and and there were a lot of those in that span um out of the 200 i i'll say uh, there were a solid 20 trips that i would say just blew my mind and just 2000 2008 in that range in those eight years yeah a solid 20 out-of-body you know, blowing your out of this planet <laughs> experience um and then what I'll also say is from the year 2008 till now to 2020, in that 12-year range, um, about 100 sessions. Um, I don't think it's going to, I think closer to 50, but I'm going to say it could be somewhere between 50 and 100 sessions. I, I at one point was tracking, keeping a log. I, I, I stopped doing that. It's just life just wasn't... Uh, available I didn't have the available time to get into logging all the sessions though though I kind of maybe a minor regret I like to have a more precise number of how many times and, and what dates so that makes a grand total of around 250 to 300 trips <laughs> now taking uh, a little bit of dried leaf to calm down. I mean, does that qualify as a trip? I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna count that as a trip. But let me say this: 
that I, I, I'll, I'm estimating this is conservative. 20 mind-blowing experiences between the year 2000 and 2008. And then I'm going to say about another 10 conservatively between 2008 and 2020 mind-blowing experiences. So that makes 30. And, and you know, it's probably closer to 40, but I'm just going to uh, be conservative. Let's say 30 mind-blowing sessions. I, and most people would freaking drop their jaw at that. Like, what are you doing? Salavia Divinorum has not... It's It's been... It's 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 interesting. It's it's uh, intimidating, but it I don't know. There's something about it that is just so damn fascinating and so damn. What the hell is going on in this session? What did I just experience? The curiosity of that, you know, insane. And yeah, I got I got pretty courageous at least thirty times to go full on like you know, with extract out of my body in a, another another world the other times let's say it was 270 times you know that that were lighter sub crazy experience to calm down to relax to enjoy you know good you know some of them were pretty strong too and and, uh, and some of them were for specific reasons which i'll get into in later sessions uh out of those 30, I, I probably can't recall each and every one of them. I'm probably going to be able to probably, I'd say, get a, maybe a solid five trip sessions out of that that I can recall and that I can actually speak to. Um, I'm going to probably, um, there were some of them were probably so similar that, that I maybe, when I give one trip session, it might have been uh, a blend of three. That's possible. My memory, again, is a little a little sketchy with this, but maybe as I do more of these recordings I can this will come back to me uh, yeah um, something else I'll say about uh, uh, a trip sitter someone with me I'll say something about that the, the vast majority of these I did solo by myself I'm a pretty responsible person I I'm had pretty keyed on safety and, and health and and I'm very careful um, I felt that the if in preparation to do, I, 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 I can't say blanket recommendation to do this by yourself, but if you're that kind of person that's going to put the extra effort into making your environment safe and protect you, and if you know your your body and what you're capable of, if, if you are capable of doing this alone, good. You know, uh, you're going to have a, a different experience. When you have someone else with you, it, it, it can change the dy dynamic, and I can, I can get into that in future, future podcasts. Yeah, I've had a few. They were, interestingly, mostly female uh, sitters that I've had with me. And uh, uh, I believe one of them was a male sitter, but it wasn't um, a, a powerful experience. It was just more of a friend from college. Uh, what else to cover? Um, oh, yeah, let me get into um, some other compounds and drugs and... I got involved in so th this started in college and uh, let me see what year was this around uh, this was probably close to the year 2000 maybe 1999 2000 my first mushroom you know uh, psilocybe cubensis mushroom trip um, three and a half grams of uh, I what I was what I was told is uh, gold caps from the state of Washington great experience um 
took them all down at once and uh, it was like a, about a four to five hour session listened to music was alone in my apartment it was very it was great great setup maybe maybe I'll get into that in this podcast um, so I tried mushrooms um, there was during all this <laughs> Terrence McKenna study I was doing uh, God I must have listened to all of his recordings I, I spent hours and days listening to his his material he was a huge influence got into the whole time wave zero habit novelty you know december 21st 2012 mayan calendar i got into all that uh got into all his explorations on dmt and and, and that was some wild uh, experiences uh listening to that um got courageous enough to try to get the um uh i think it was the psychotria Psychotria viridis, I believe it was called the plant that has uh, DMT, and the uh, mimosa hostilis was the the vine, I believe, that had the uh, MAO inhibitor. Got got to that level. I was trying to extract out the uh, the DMT cap. I believe it was an acid base chemistry project I was doing in my apartment. I was able to make a kind of a DMT goo. Um, wasn't good enough to smoke and. Um, I tried it. Uh, I tried. Ah, it just didn't work. Uh, I kind of gave up. I, I got honestly a little scared. I wasn't sure how powerful it would be. Kind of abandoned that and got to the point of actually making that gooey extract and more like a resin. It was kind of like a orangey, uh, yellow resin. It wasn't quite crystal, but yeah, kind of gave up on that. Uh, and that was during college days and. Um, I'll, I'll even say this. I even tried, uh, there was a, a website that gave you um, syringes of psilocybe uh, um, cubensis spores, and you can try to grow your own mushrooms. I even tried to do that, and that was a heavy Terrence McKenna influence, but that was a, another failed project, and I'll get into that probably sometime if, if it's, uh, there's interest. Uh, so, aside from cannabis... Uh, plenty of alcohol. <laughs> uh, let's see, the three and a half grams of mushroom, psilocybin cubensis. Oh yeah, and then I am shaman had um, amanita muscaria. I'll, 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 I had a session where it combines amanita with salvia, and that was in the closer to the year two thousand seven. I'll get into that session. That that was one of those wild ones. Um, let's see, and. You know, oh, another another pretty powerful one. I was able to get my hands on some purified, powdered, crystalline 5-methoxy AMT. And that was interesting. And that was a solo experience. And uh, that was pretty interesting. That was, yeah, that was also in the, roughly in the year 2003, 2004, around there in that span. And yeah, I can't think of anything else. And then, of course, plenty of salvia divinorum. That would just seem to be my my plant of choice, my compound of choice. Oh, so yeah, I think that exhausted. And now um, that was uh, up to two thousand and four is when I started. When I finished college, and I started, it took me a little longer <laughs> than most people. Um, Eventually got got through college and started working professionally, and then 
still continued, you know, um, and then I would say it was a little lighter in the 2004, 2005. I was uh, still, you know, got another apartment, uh, lived at home for a little while while I was finding a new apartment, and uh, I resumed the voyaging very heavy in the year, starting in the year 2006, 2007, 2008, those three years, that that's a whole podcast on its own. Maybe several podcasts. That that's when I really isolated myself and became kind of like a hermit, and um, really explored Salvia uh, Divinorum and sessions and went heavy many times. That was that was my my peak there. Uh, after that, uh, you know, met met the love of my life and. Uh, got uh, together, got married, started a family, and uh, now that's around 10 plus years later that I am at the point now in the year 2020 and reflecting back and, you know, when I look back, it's it's it's, it's really convenient that it was 20 years to this year, and, and maybe there's some, some strange coincidence, but it, it it does make it, I'm like, wow, I started in the year 2000 with this, like, that makes it convenient, that's a nice even number <laughs> to start with, and, uh, Referencing that as like a starting point and then uh, before and after is easy to calculate. Uh, uh, I'll comfortably say that, yeah, I'm, st- I'm still interested in, in taking Salvia de Benorm. It, it has definitely changed over the years. It is different now than it was be- before. Um, what changes I can also say is that I can remember a lot more of what's going on, which is intimidating, to say the least. And um, you probably have heard of that reverse tolerance. And yes, I can confirm that. Uh, you do get more sensitive. You need less of it to get to the same point as every time you, get, you do it, you do it. You need less and less. And the reverse of that is that if you take the same amount, it's going to be a stronger experience. You and, and you go deeper and deeper. You remember more. It's a, it gets intimidating when you get into the 200 plus range of this material. I, I can probably get to a very high point, very deep level with this stuff with just straight dried leaf now, which is amazing. <laughs> I don't even need the powerful extracts anymore to get pretty deep. Um, to say this also, another technique, I'll get into this in future podcasts, but another technique I do is where you take one deep, long hit and, and you hold it for a while. I'm very much, into, I've done where you take uh, two hits and um, with the smoke. And of course, smoking has always been my preferred method. It seems to get to get me where I, I want to go with this. And uh, yeah. Okay, and what else? Should I cover? Um, looking at my notes. Um, yeah, I've had. Um, I'll touch on this erotic, um, sensual theme that I've had. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, not so much um, of seeing the mother shepherdess, Ga Maria, the uh, the shepherdess. Um, can't say honestly I've experienced that I, I have not had that theme of a female presence like that I, I've had more of the opposite more like male themes themes of male sort of themed characters and experiences 
they, though the themes of eroticism and sensuality was when I was getting involved with my current um, partner now, my, and early on when we were first met, sharing the experience together, and also with, with the prior partner I had before that as well, but, but different for the, the recent one. Uh, it's, it's brought about this uh, very nice, very great feeling of, of erotic, sensual touch and I'll say it or, or orgasmic finishes and experiences and, and it's yeah more to say on that and and there's definitely there was definitely an element to that and I can go there now with this it depends on again the intention what do you how where do you want to go with this session that is something I'm going to dedicate a podcast on it so that is a powerful thing what do you want out of this session where do you want to go you have to make that clear. If you don't have that clear, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're going for a ride. Who knows where you're gonna go? But if you have a clear intention and you can focus on that, you're gonna likely go there. Whether it's an intention to do something erotic, something fun, something scary, yeah, you're going there more likely. Uh, particularly if you hold it, hold that intention for for a while. Um. So. Trying to think of is there any other compounds? Yeah, I guess that's it. Uh, uh, what else? Uh, yeah, I tried. I tried Syrian rue. I tried smoking it. I, uh, um, uh, that was fun. That was kind of nice. Uh, uh, yeah, ayahuasca. I, I I got into that ayahuasca. I got I got the interest in that. I tried to make it. It didn't didn't work. I, I never met anyone that had it. Uh, People who I normally met had, uh, I met this one very interesting uh, lady friend of mine in college who had the mushrooms, but aside from that, it was, it was a lot of cannabis. That was the, that was the, the thing that was available. Uh, I did have an opportunity to get LSD in college, uh, declined. For some reason, I just don't, I just don't have that strong enough interest in to take LSD. Didn't happen. The five methoxy AMT was a, was just a curiosity. I was trying to buy these online chemicals, and um, this is when I got into Alexander Shulgin and his whole world of chemicals and PCAL, TCAL. Uh, I might get into that. Um, it was just satisfying a curiosity, and I had that available. You know what? I, I genuinely don't think there's any other more compounds or plants. Um, I think that's it. So what I'm going to do to wrap up this podcast is to... Let me look at my notes. Uh, I, I, think that's, I think that's it. I think, I think I touched on all the points I want to cover in this one. Again, um, I wanted to stress the quantity because I think that's relevant to the discussion. It's, it's um, roughly a total between the years of 2000 and 2020, uh, somewhere in the ballpark of 250 to 300 sessions. And I'm leaning closer to 300 sessions. And a lot of these were light, gentle sessions to calm down and to have some erotic or sensual experience. And um, I, my estimate is between 20 to 30 were some pretty 
profound breakthrough sessions where I went deep, <laughs> and I'll, I'll share that with some of those with you. I can recall about five sessions out of those 20 to 30 that were deep, and I'm going to probably blend a bunch of them together. Um, and, and some were with mixed, um, mixing with other compounds, particularly Amanita muscaria, which was fascinating. Uh, yeah, and I think I think that's it. I think I think I just gotta go, go keep expanding a little bit more into these podcasts. Um, I think I'm good. I think I'll leave it there. I think. For the next podcast, I'm going to get into more uh, specific discussions. Um, I sharing my email um, with this podcast, uh, specific to this podcast. If you guys want to reach out to me, you have any questions, any suggestions, any any feedback on what I'm doing, um, you're going to probably see on on the uh, description of the podcast. You'll see an, an email, a Gmail account, and just click that and just just reach out to me. Uh, I'll I'll leave that up for communication on on this podcast. All right, so I'll leave it there. Um, look for another upload pretty soon. I'm going to get into. I think for the next one, I'm going to get into more of the. Uh, I was thinking of going into reverse tolerance and, and the addictive quality or lack of addictive quality with salvage of a norm. I want to get into that and my thoughts and on that. How I uh, my my take on on all that. All right, guys. Thanks so much. I'll talk to you. I'll listen to you soon.